This is the old Doctor Who show, episode number 115, The Time Meddler. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a joke, Debbie? Yeah? The TARDIS has been working properly and capable of many amazing things. Reverse the polarity of the neutron flows, and the TARDIS should be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly uh, Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, my dog is barking right on cue. My Perfectly dog, done. Yeah, my dog waits for the th- for the for us to do the countdown and the clap, which you do don't hear, but happens. Dan, how are you? My name is I'm Eric. Trying pe- I'm trying to peer around your chair there. Someone's there's a boy. Someone's there's a boy me, back me the there. Give the old stink eye back there. There's a, um, hey Eric, a young this is child. Dan. Hey Dan. As I, as we may have mentioned, um, this is a, a Doctor Who show, the old Doctor Who show after, after dark. dusk. Uh, so cocktails in hand. We're ready yeah, to we're, go. it's Sunday night. It's Sunday night. Late night, 7.22 p.m. It is so late. It yep. is past my bedtime. For me, it's late. Uh, Dan, how, how have you been these last three weeks? Do you have anything to talk about? Do you want to talk about uh, Kevin Smith's He-Man and the, the, the controversy <laughs> around that? Contro- or should we talk about the controversy around uh, uh, Captain Jack Harkness? Or should we talk about the Dune trailer? I mean, we've got okay, three okay. things. Let's do those, all to, of them. But let's do them from. in the order of... <laughs> Uh, most problematic to least problematic. <laughs> okay. So we can end on a high note. Good. What's the most problematic? Of I the would three? have to say it would be. Well, first off. First off. Just the fact that we're talking about John Barryman. Barrymore. That's it. Barryman. Drew Barrymore's father. <laughs> John Drew Barryman more. <laughs> uh, the fact that we're talking about him like we're drawing the line in the sand because he uh, tagged. M. Night Shyamalan on Twitter, and not the fact that of all of the sexual allegations, allegations of I think they're true. Behavior. I mean, to my understanding, he was exposing himself. Himself? No, no. Uh, Actually, I don't know. To crew and cast, and no. and that's what it is. Maybe there's more to it than that. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> when you say exposing, you mean like burying his soul. Yes, like kind of being yes. oversharing, uh, and, and by soul we refer to this. Yeah. So yeah, okay. just like that old gag, everybody likes that <laughs> okay. old gag. Oh, that's Johnny's a uh, card. Right, so that's the, that's, that's to gross. my knowledge, that's what that is all about. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. I've read there's there's also with Mickey from from the Russell T Davies. There's yeah. also allegations against Something him there. Yeah. So it's a it seems like a bad se- a scene going on with the. Which is kind of depressing to, to read about, sure. Uh, for all involved, um, right. but he is back in the news um, because he went to see old and listen the M Night Shyamalan movie. The M Night yep. Shyamalan. I don't love his work generally. Like I'm hit or miss with him. You know, mostly, sometimes I like mostly miss some of the stuff. Not for me. Sometimes I I really don't. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, she j- tends to be a bigger fan than me, and I'm usually already. So when I first saw that trailer, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to watch, watch this. But I would never tag him like in a thing and and complain the move. It's just like bad form. You know, though, even just saying you, though, what I said right into this podcast makes me feel very guilty. 
Like, why should I yeah, talk should. negatively about someone else's work? But to but to call him out and tag him, it was completely super lame. But and on the he, other hand, he didn't subtweet him. He actually tagged him in it, which shows a little he, bit of cojones. He but. did. And then he also, like, watched the movie, watched the full movie, and then got his money back. Like, yeah. it's a business. Yeah. There's some poor uh, schlub that was making minimum wage that's got to sell him the ticket and then had yeah. to give him the money back. He seems like a huge, uh, not a uh, problematic person. Problematic, problematic person. Problematic yeah. person. It's fine. We're it's not here to, to, to. Are we not? Is... Okay, so that's that's the bar- uh, it's John Barrymore <laughs> Berryman right. off to the side there. It's all the fine. One? We're basically no, saying we're... if you don't like something, uh, set it free. Don't tag and if it... <laughs> right? It's right. just that's right. just common. That's common decency. So next mm-hmm. up we have He Man. Hate it in private. Now I don't know when you grew up. I was a huge He Man fan. I was a massive. You were a huge He Man. I was. I am old enough that I got He Man before the cartoon. Mm. So I was the first generation of Shoot. people disappointed by He Man and media. <laughs> so I was getting <laughs> He Man figures and reading the mini comics in which He Man oh, was a barbarian, okay. and it was a whole different story. There different was no story. Prince Adam. There was right. no none of that stuff. So or, or Orko wow, wasn't okay, in no. there. And I remember when the show premiered. I'm that old. I was that excited, and you see the filmation logo, mm-hmm. and then it was like, "Who is this prince? What is all this stuff?" And as a kid, I was like, oh, "I guess they got to make changes once the society changes, <laughs> art changes." And I was able to figure that out at you know, at That's ten. That's a great lesson but to have when you're like four years now old. Now it's back again. It's yeah. back again, Dan. So uh, again. Kevin Smith, uh, local for me uh, from Red Bank. Uh, I am also right down the street, basically following, uh, you know, along at home on their map. Uh Uh, He has a new Uh, He-Man show out. And apparently uh, people are up in arms that they've destroyed He-Man. And uh, because I don't want to spoil it, um, but I get, you know, it's the usual crowd that has a problem with anything that isn't exactly the way they remember it, or if there's too many women in it, it's a problem. Well, I was just going to say, is it the same crowd that said <laughs> that their childhood got destroyed because they had a female cast for Ghostbusters? Is it the same? Yeah, it's, it would be the same. It would be the cohort same. of people. Except yeah. I would say this. I was not a fan of the that new Ghostbusters movie. I didn't think it was a very I'm good movie. I am sorry that our friendship has to end here. I, I was, wasn't a fan. However, He-Man is very good. I watched the first five. I think there are six. And oh. it's great. I... And I'm not even a huge Kevin Smith fan all the time. I like some stuff. I don't like other stuff. But I thought this Same was here. this was very enjoyable. You really yeah, like you like that Ghostbuster movie? I did not. Like. I did. I, I actually well, I like all of the people in it. Yes, uh, I like I do. all of their performances. Uh, so altogether, I, I think each of them bringing was greater than the movie as a whole. I think speaking each of, of the great movies great. as a whole, uh, oh my there goodness. was also a three minute Dune trip. <laughs> I think at this point. Everyone is signed off, right? Is it, it because yeah, no, we're supposed no to be listening. doing a classic I Doctor Who? Your son is putting headphones on right now, so he can't, doesn't have to listen to us <laughs> anymore. Doesn't. Like literally, my no son, by the way, was not a fan of that Ghostbusters movie, and uh, as well, he was. What we the thought he'd like he it. Just he, gave you a dirty he, stare. He was, yeah, he's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a three minute Dune trailer out, which, as you know, I'm a, a massive Dune head. Very excited about it. The trailer got me very excited. There's parts of it that I'd love to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now I've got a little Timothy I, uh, Chalamet. Little uh, Dune Timothy Chalamet as bought me. In his I little, love it. His little still suit. And uh, you can see here he's got his little Chris knife. 
uh, yep. carved he's from a Chris knife. He's from got his emo hair. We got a uh, Polytrades ready to go. Yeah, I'm a little um, excited. I, I think it's beautiful. The production design looks great. There's moments in it that I'm like, ah, this is not, of course it's going to be different. The Set jokes, your expectations. The jokes. Don't be what you talking about, like the joke things that are like. No, 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 no. More, more like. Well, I mean, and this is just a trailer, and the way that it's cut together and edited, and maybe even some of the scenes that we're seeing in the in the trailer don't end up in the picture. But like, there's just a moment where Paul Trades is on the is on a dune and there is a sandworm coming up in front of him and it's just it appears to be standing there almost like staring at him yeah i don't think think that that, i think you're probably looking too much into that that's what so that's exactly what i'm trying to say is like there's moments there that are trying that seem like maybe it's not quite what's going to be in the movie the the way that the all right throw up a spoiler flag spoiler flag can we throw a spoiler flag out just for a second Spoiler for, flag for, for this book that came out three decades ago. Okay, yes, sure. Literally thirty. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I feel like that scene is that the worm is coming up. He's the worm is going to attack Paul and his mother, and then they hear the other thumper that the, the Fremen thumpers, have called, yeah. and then it's okay. going to turn. So I think the reason why it stopped isn't that he's controlling it. It's controlling Although it later right. in Which the, is the books. That stuff does happen. It doesn't you happen yet. The, if you I've keep, only read the first two, so I don't even know. Yeah, but if you go beyond. Anyway. The third book, you get to a character who can actually communicate with the sandworm, sandworms, and can stop them just like that. But I don't think that's what that is. I think that's literally that scene when someone else called it. All that said, though, (laughs) I I love seeing Zendaya all all ready to go. The the, the blue eyes. We got her in a silk suit. It looks production design looks amazing. Big and like the cinematography. Like I was telling my kids because they're so tired of hearing it. You can, like, freeze frame every still in that trailer. It's like a piece of art that I would put on my wall because I got problems like that. I wish uh, there was a little bit, like, I wish they just held back a little bit more. Like, they showed too much, I feel like, yes. in that trailer. And if you hadn't already seen it or read it, there were things in that trailer that are spoilers. Like, if I was going in blind, I wouldn't want to know. Like, it seems like you can tell some characters that aren't going to make... Like, it, it felt like they... Oh. It read to me like a little bit of the um, AT&T, or it's not AT&T anymore, right? I don't even know who owns Warner Brothers. But like them sort of getting a little nervous and then making sure they show, you know, sometimes they'll show too much. Yeah. Because they're unsure how the audience is going to react. I, I wish they held a little bit more back for mystery. You know, it was like you almost got the whole first half of the book. I, yeah, I mean, but within the trail, like don't you can follow the that story. Whole story to the for people who don't know the story, I don't think any of that's going to make sense. You don't know who any of the characters are. That's you fine. don't know what's going on at all. You recognize Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya, and uh, I believe it's Zendaya. Zendaya. See, here's this is going to be a problem for me forever. <laughs> I have other things to mispronounce later when we start talking about Doctor Who. That's cool. Um, but 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 for people who who know the story, have seen the other the other the, the David Lynch David movie, Lynch. have read the books, like. It's the fan service. You can see what's going on. So there's no worry, I think, about spoilers. It's such an operatic, huge scale. No, but scale. it looks like great. Like, it looks it really looks cool. Great. And then when you see Piter DeVries and you can see, like, it's not, like, the way they're doing the lips, the, the juice of Safu, like, the purple stained lips that the Mentats usually have, it looks like it's, like, a thin, like, bar or something on the lower lip. It's, like, it's a yeah. little bit different. I, I feel like the... Stylized for, differently. For yeah. a trailer that's three minutes long... The um, 
Bene Gesserit sisterhood is very underrepresented. Like you don't really even, you I get barely, a couple of those shots, but they're such a yeah. big part of the book and of the bigger yes. book, you know, a series. And so I don't know if, you know, it's still early. We have a long way to October 22nd or whenever it is. That I'm maybe we'll really hoping trailer. this movie, this movie better be like five hours long. I really, it, like, it's not, it, two and a half hours it's is not two going and a half to hours, but it's two movies. It's not Wait. the, it's, they broke the first book up into two movies i am just learning this now i didn't know that okay Spo- uh, that's I, I don't know if this is a- yes spoiler spoiler alert well, you guys get spoiler alert cut the whole thing until you get to the part whole, we talk about Dr. there were Who. whole like scenes in the there were scenes I, in the trailer of the uh, what i presume was the battle where they were okay this is a hundred percent a spoiler for sure thing that i think you're seeing the harkonnens take over from from house atreides i think the, the right. book is going to end not the book. The movie is going to end yep. at the point in the book when Paul fights Jameis. If you so remember that early. part of the book. Yeah. When but he like, becomes a true Fremen. And I think that's sort of a moment that they could end uh, on. And that's sort of like halfway between the book. I think the whole back half of him messing with uh, the Harkonnens but, is going to be in the second movie. But that's that's for me. Okay. I'm... I'm a, I, I don't care. That's great. I'll see. No, because the whole the first out. the whole first movie is going to be mostly the fall of House Atreides. But that's the build. Like that is how you get the propelling motion of the of the narrative going forward. As Paul builds and builds and builds, and becomes a fremen, and like and as they start accepting him and have their doubts about him and the factions, like that is the propelling motion that of the narrative. And just cut it off at that point. Yeah, I think it'll work. We'll I think see. it'll work I'm because you have I... all of the intrigue of the fall that's going to happen, and then you mm-hmm. have the escape that's exciting, and then. And you finally have him in the Fremen thing, and then he's got to fight a, an opponent, Fremen style, and yeah. all of that stuff has to happen while you mix in all the stuff with because they're going to probably play up all the kind stuff, and maybe they'll maybe they'll move sections around, like you'll have something that would have happened in the second half of the book and move it into the whatever. Have we lost them all? They yeah, all? they're all gone. We did it. <laughs> they all. Yep. I think at that point people are like, hey, I tuned out when you started talking about uh, He Man. Right, that's probably true. Yeah, and when we should you, have been talking me... about time meddlers, time, time meddler, meddlers. by the way, sounds like a He-Man figure, huh. like the time meddler, huh. right? That would have been um, actually that. Oh that, yeah, that yeah. Who would have had a clock for a face? It would have been the and... meddler. Yeah, yeah, the meddler. That was the coolest the thing button, about Eric. the He-Man. The attack track was that what it was called? No, not the attack track. The one that had the the. Uh, that detachable front part that flew, and then it had like the cannon that shot. Oh, wasn't that Men at Arms vehicle? He, he no. was on it. I think he yeah. was on it on the box art. But it said like time and space. I remember the description of the toys to time and space. And as a kid, that blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, this whole He-Man thing is it fantasy and science fiction at the same time. It's wonderful. It's really pretty formative for you, yeah. isn't it? Speaking of time travel, uh, let's jump into the time meddler and see what would happen if you had the ability to go back in time. Would you change things? Hit the button, Dan. I <laughs> got that button right here. <laughs> Hello, it is, my dear. There's the TARDIS. Safe and sound. Didn't I tell you so? Oh, <laughs> am I glad to see that old police box again. Oh, glad indeed. Well, we will start climbing down the cliff and get aboard as soon as we can. It's going to be an invasion shortly. What, do you mean any minute now that the Viking fleet's going to sail past here? Yes, my boy, yes. 
And history will be allowed to take its natural course. I'm beginning to like the idea of being a crew member on a time machine. A crew member? You'll be lucky. He's the crew. We're just the passengers. Some both very welcome ones, my dear. Come along, come along. Come on, come on. Dan, this is the Time Meddler. This is the ninth serial in uh, the second season, Lucky Number Two, uh, from 1965. Not 64, not 66. That sweet spot in the middle, 1965. Uh, when a young Dennis Spooner uh, went to the typewriter and said, I'm going to talk about a monk and some Vikings. And he said, who are we going to get to direct this? And they said, well, it's got to be Douglas Campfield of the Camptown Campfields, because he had nothing else going on. Douglas Campfield was in a bad place, a dark place. Uh, so the doctor it's is entirely fanfic. The doctor ends up on uh, in England uh, right before an invasion of Vikings, and uh, yeah, that's it. There's a guy that lives there. There's a priest, and he's involved. Uh, he also has a TARDIS. I don't know. I didn't write the. Uh, he didn't write the I intro this time, folks. Can you me. tell? I thought it Can would come to me, but nothing came. I'm still no. thinking about. Still thinking about Dune. Uh, to be honest with you, huh. uh, Dan, we don't. The people that are listening to this aren't going in cold. They know what the story's about. I would hope so. But you know, we're going to so do a horrible job explaining it. You otherwise. tell me what you thought of uh, this story, and whether or not you thought when the when they first showed that priest looking down, he looked like you know uh, the old man with the lantern from Led Zeppelin Four. Uh, you know, the old, the, in the Dazing and Fuse sure. segment of Song Amazing sure. Sam that turns into Jimmy Page. Yes. Uh, I, I, in fact, I thought that's exactly what it was. I have no, 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 no reference to that. Um, this was, this was a great story. I really enjoyed, um, great story. Maybe great. I'm not sure yet. I'll talk myself into my review. I'm not quite sure yet. Sure. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I liked the monk as a character. Uh, I don't, as I've said, probably 50 times out of our 115 episodes i don't really love the historical stories as much as i like you know some of the more sci-fi spacefaring lore-based ones but this was a, a great outing i really enjoyed seeing the doctor and vicky at the beginning picking up where we left off this is unusual for us because we tend to review these very much out of sequence but for the uh, going back to the first doctor we've been doing several in a row that are chronological not chronological in our reviews because we're bouncing between doctors at the moment but for us following the first doctor we saw barbara in and ian leave us last time so now we pick up right from there and uh get that moment between the doctor and vicky expressing you know vicky's sorrow that they're not there and how much she's going to miss them the doctor admitting the same and also being genuinely concerned that he's making vicky come along with him out of some sense of obligation Mm -hmm. which is a nice kind of moment for him because we we don't really see that we either see him as being all harried or being you know uh maybe a little prickly um you know with a smile still but like kind of a little prickly but this is a real moment of of emotion there what i I really enjoyed so that was fun we get to be reintroduced to steven again in in a fuller sense instead of just a crazy guy with a panda stuffed panda we get a more fuller picture of who he is um a very interesting different dynamic different feel this episode with him versus you know susan in the past or barbara and ian um the very very different dynamic character um and 
the, the intrigue with this this monk character who you know turns out to be uh, Galfrayan, we assume, even though that hasn't yeah, been they a don't thing that's been it. termed yet. Right. They don't they, say they, it. They there's probably even, no term for that yet. Yeah, I don't think they've gotten that far in the lore yet, but to say that he comes same. from the same place as the Doctor. So, you know, he is a, a Time Lord, or at least a Galifran with, uh, with the TARDIS, a Mark IV. Uh, this was all super fun. So, obviously, I started liking it more as it got into the last episode, where we get a lot more of that lore building. Super fun. But the the production design was great. The black and white really helped sell the moodiness of it. Um, probably also helps sell some of the production value. It makes it you know look better to see it in the black and white. I thought it was a lot of fun. Eric, that's all I have to say, so I'm done. I'm just going to leave and let you finish. Okay. And uh, see you later. Yeah, that works. Now, what did you think of this story? I liked it a lot. I thought it was... Um, I thought it felt like the doctor was at his best in this particular story. He was really mm. cunning and clever like he you know the way he he tricks the um the time meddler at the end but all of his his interactions with people like he does a lot of talking to the camera too and almost having like these little um soliloquies or whatever where yeah, he's sort of yeah. explaining like oh well we must be here and that means that, you know the, the the viking fleet is here and he's and so delighted by he's it delighted too. just about delighted. the idea of history yeah. and he's so you get a real sense of his integrity about keeping the time stream clean like and, and you know as mad as he gets uh, with the time meddler and, and what he's doing he i thought he was really good he had amazing chemistry and i liked all of the stuff yeah. that he was doing with vicky i also got I, I can't remember had we done a show with the what's the guy's name again i'm, I'm blanking on his Steven. name Stephen before other than the previous one no because once the first, once i saw him in this i was like oh he he he's familiar to me, so I don't know if we did another Hartnell story prior that he was in, but no. he, he seems like a very this fr- is he continuous. fell right into the the role, and I, maybe I had seen one on my own then because I yeah. he, he was definitely you know last time it was he was new, but once I saw him in action, I was like oh okay I remember I remember that guy. It was good though. I thought all the cast was good. I thought the two Viking guys were very entertaining, even guys, though they were yeah. kind of dopey. Um, just the way that their whole interaction, how they're looking out for themselves, and they they you know, they screw up. I thought the the woman that befriends the doctor, she was great, and yes. and for like a four parter, it was very tight. Like there was never really any moments where you felt like it was wasted effort, or you know, I was pretty entertained the whole way through. So I was very much happy with with how the whole thing played out. I feel the same. I, I actually noted that as well. That, uh, Edith is the name of the character that lived in the village that the doctor meets and that then ends up helping uh, Vicky and Stephen and ultimately helping them all. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a capable woman. Um, she's she's smart. She's the first to kind of figure out kind of what's going on that knows that something's kind of off and kind of puts the pieces together and is still uh, very hospitable and, and uh, sticks up for the doctor and, and, and when the rest of the town... Yep is having that fight over whether he's actually a Viking spy or what. She was just, it was great and to see. After seeing so many stories where there's either no other women, other than if there's a female companion, or they're just there as damsels in distress or background characters, to have someone who actually, one one woman, there's another woman, but she didn't speak. The entire yeah. didn't have a speaking role. But one woman who actually propelled the story forward and, and had something to do. I, I really like the, the way that this, you know, that, the way the story was unfolded, and I guess that would be mostly the direction, because there was really like an element of mystery about the whole thing where you slowly figure out that the guy's got 
the you know his own TARDIS, but just mm-hmm. the monk sounds of the monk singing, and then you go to the you. It was almost like something out of Lost or something, where you sort of go around the corner and then you see the spinning record, and then you're like, yeah. why is this? Like there was so many things out of time that were great, and, I, and it actually fed into the story too with Vicky. You know, trying to explain, you know, that she's trying to say, this is a time machine, and he's, uh, what's-his-face is not having any part of it. And then they find modern things, and it's like, well, yeah, how do, how do you explain this? And she can't. And I, that, I don't think we've ever really seen that played with before. No. You know? So, it's very interesting, because we, that we should talk about that. The Steven coming into the ship, you know, so they find Steven, he's, he is, uh, you know, shell shocked, dehydrated, whatever. The, he stowed away on on the TARDIS. When they find him and, and you know start reviving him, he talks about seeing the ship and thought it was so small, but he must have been hallucinating. But he seems to readily accept that it is maybe bigger on the inside, but does not accept that it is a time machine. So they do. That's right. We haven't seen that before. Um, it's a kind of a running uh, argument that keeps going, and he keeps kind of finding that counter evidence. But um, yeah, that, was, that dynamic from the very beginning was interesting. It is, as much as we do have a strong female character in Vicky, um, we have a counterweight in Steven. There's so many times where it felt like, almost like, listen here, little lady. It was very paternalistic in mm-hmm. a way that Vicky, you know, uh, chafed against and fought back against and proved herself to be um, to be right uh, the majority of the time whenever Steven would kind of rush into danger. Uh, it would have been better to follow her. But to have a different dynamic like that is just really exciting um, in this era of the of the story. Um, Straight up, but, uh, uh, serious question. Yeah. Was the monk uh, doing cocaine? Uh, when, what when was he, he was, doing there? Was he doing cocaine when he was watching the I th- Vikings? I, I assumed it was snuff. Um, and whenever you want to put a fine powder on your hand to sniff, <laughs> you definitely want to get on top of a cliff with a lot of wind. Yeah. That's really the best place to do that. <laughs> That scene, five thousand dollars like, worth of blow like, just went this, flying into the wind. Was this already happening? And then they they didn't really, you know the cameras were just going and they, they oh this was just him yeah this was just him, him on track because he's working so many different jobs he's yeah, like, yeah you know you he's need a, that pick me up that was I'll be kind ready of weird. I'll be ready in three just let me know I'll hit my mark and another minor complaint why didn't the oh. doctor freaking lock the Viking in he the doctor's locked in his cell. Then he hides in the corner, and the Viking comes in, and the doctor knocks out chumps left and right in this one. Yes, he does. He sneaks up behind the Viking, clocks him in the head, knocks him down, does his little you know mischievous thing, and leaves, but doesn't <laughs> lock him in. He should have just well, locked, closed and locked the door. Because later that guy scene, comes back. In the previous scene, the Vikings were throwing... Who did they have in, uh, captured? I guess the, the doctor th- threw him into the cell, but yeah. I don't have a key... So stand guard. So I, oh, I guess is that the what monk they said? Had the key. Yeah, okay. the monk had the All key. Right, well, then, so that's you why go. you had to figure out a way to mislead him with the secret passageway being open, which I thought was also pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that, right, that was so there is a what line I thought, that you were talking that. about the, the anachronisms for the, the mm-hmm. for the monk. Um, I thought it was really cool. Like the first time you see the monk eavesdropping as Stephen and Vicky and the doctor are talking about. They've just landed there, and um, you know. Let's go explore. Here's what's going on. Da, da, da. So he's listening to them. Whenever they walk away, he stands up and and pulls his robe back and looks at his wrist yeah. for a while. And I thought that was really like 
I thought, is he is he actually looking for a wife? Because I don't know what was going right. on with this monk. I didn't know that he was ending up being a the, the time at the no. And then once we know, you title. get the, you get the dumb his dumb like whiteboard of of things to do. Man, <laughs> why would you have an evil plan checklist on a scroll up on yeah. the wall? There's a couple of elements Weird. that would keep this story about a seven and a half for me. I mean, yeah, overall, like there's some things sure. like uh, come on. But the over, but the performances and no, the, the way, acting, the is chemistry. I think it was fun. It was fun. Out. I thought it was definitely. Uh, I mean, there, it was a there's delightful things too, like tale. One of the, all the fight scenes were horrible, but that's typical yeah, they, for the They period. were horrible, but they were also like I remember watching them. For, you know, because there's some stabbing that happens that doesn't happen, but it's implied right. that the people some are axe getting, swings that axe kind swings. of sort of miss. And when but, that was yeah. going on, I was like, you know what. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's fine. Because exactly. you can't show it. So they're like, you get the idea, you know? And I right. was like, you know, it's a kid's show. It's fine. I know these right. people have been impaled. And it's shot more like a stage play than it is, you know, a yeah. TV show that we're used to now. So, that, yeah, it's totally fine. But it is it is horribly bad uh, uh, fighting scenes. But that's fine. Um, yeah, you said, you said the doctor is <laughs> running around hitting people over the head with sticks. Yeah, he's, he, he All knocks those... some people out a lot. He does that. Uh, there's someone else that whacks the hell out of someone. And you know that it's just like foam and a breakaway thing, but they really sold the hell yeah. out of it. When those, those Many people died on the set on this one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone survived except for the main cast. That was fine, though. Made the uh, the rap party a little bit sullen, but that's cool. Um, so what how, I, I was I may have missed a piece. So this may be something totally obvious. Sure. The cannon, the, the space cannon... That the yes. time meddler is set up and he's going to blow up the Viking fleet. Sure. Now I know the the ammunition was in the TARDIS that gets, yes, you know the, but did they just leave the cannon outside? I'm assuming because that, that's going to cause some issues with just how did this thing get? Like I you're going to de- develop a religion around the cannon, just like it's such a, who did the the metal work on this thing and how is it? Right, and what right. if they figure out how to use it? So that's a whole other. The angels brought it forth. It was fine. I, I just assumed that he set it up there. But it was hidden among, you know, some vegetation up on a cliff. I yeah, don't think they'd figure they'd pick it up there. But You know, they just eh, throw it in the TARDIS on, when you're on your way. Because they knew it was there. They found it. It's not like they yeah. didn't know it was there. That's true. So you're saying they should have just done a little uh Yeah, because that's going to screw people. Like, can you imagine finding that in the woods? In the What year is this? 16-something? No, 10-something. 10-something. 10-66, I think. Was 10 66 sounds 10 about right. 66. I think it's 1066. That's 1066. You don't want to find so, a space laser cannon, ammunition yeah. or not. You're right. Plus, You're there's right. the gramophone. Like things are things are left around that are really going to seriously screw. He could just make a, a, a fortune playing records for people. Well, so he or did getting talk burned alive. I mean, I guess the that, way that he was meddling in time to to go and put some money in a bank account in london then nip ahead 200 years and and reap the reward from the compound interest but so it's interesting let's let's talk more about the the final episode because that's where it has you yep. know going in from the end of the third episode mm-hmm. into the fourth that's the reveal that that sarcophagus is actually a tardis so this monk apparently has a a newer a better version yes of the right yes he he had a it, it has a like IV. some feature that they go on about like you felt like you're buying a car that yes. doctors does not have and he's like oh it there-? had the white walls and the undercoating they the mentioned undercoating. some other tardis features in here vertical hold 
like Horiz- with, it was the horizontal, horizontal hold. Oh, like is, horizontal with, was was he just reading off his TV set at the time that he was like yeah. looking for features? He's like, what is that? He, read that the, he was horizontal reading a zenith. Hold. Put it yeah. down. But go uh, on, go but on. Yeah, so they they had that. They had well, they didn't call it a chameleon circuit, but like his camouflage unit. Yes, um, he makes reference to that. But I I didn't bother doing research because why would we? We were just doing a, you know, a podcast do about a show that we care about. Um, the monk says he has a Mark IV. I had always thought that the Doctor's TARDIS was a Mark IV. His so, is uh, well, maybe it gets changed, but it, he says it's a uh, Mark II, right? In this, so the Doctor's is a Mark II. Yes, in this story, okay. but maybe. We I didn't hear him say it in the story, it. so okay, I missed that. But so yeah, so the, he has the Mark IV. It's got the working chameleon circuit. He can actually pilot it where he wants to go, which is <laughs> kind of novel since the Doctor can't do that. Um, so because I mean, that even plays into the story later when Vicky and Stephen go back to find the, the Doctor and think maybe he's at the TARDIS that was uh, on the shore, and the tide has come in. They think, well, maybe he just took the TARDIS um, to get you know get it to safety, and Vicky. You know, realizing that if he did that, then they're stranded because he doesn't know how to get back again. So, I, I do like that it's it's not just that the story to story the Doctor could bounce around because he can't really control where it goes, but even actually plays into the the drama of the story that she feels like she could have been abandoned by him at that moment. Obviously, she didn't. The the, the Doctor's there for her, but it was it was just a nice little moment um, to show that Vicky actually does want to carry on with him and probably just doesn't want to be stranded in 1066 England that probably makes sense suck too. I get that um, yeah I don't know there's, there's not I don't think there's a, a ton to yeah, talk about here there's not a lot to talk about I mean we... the, I mean the, the 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 monk has you know is 50 years younger than than the doctor so he maybe has yeah, they talk about more that experience with... with the TARDIS as yep. well or, or whatever but uh, and so, but I guess the end, since you did make reference to it, the way that the Doctor foils his plan, that's not what I really expected. So the Doctor's in uh, the Monk's TARDIS and is working underneath the console and, and he's grabs removing a piece the smoke of, detector. Grabs the smoke yeah. detector out of there, just just to mess with him, just cause it to beep every three minutes. Um, so he pulls that out, but I thought it was going to be something that he needed for his ship or whatever. But, you know, while you're in there, man, just just yeah, grab just all the grab stuff you need. You but Scrap it, was, it yes and then he he comes out and you and i was surprised too like i didn't know where it was gonna go Maybe not at it was all just gonna be but he removes the dimension whatever right so that it it it, it can't it's now the dimension not bigger on the inside yeah. it's actually very proportionally small. sized on the inside um but it was interesting that he let he wrote the note and then uh-huh. he's basically says like i'm gonna let you do your penance and then i'm coming back for you maybe Maybe. So, within Doctor Who canon, does he go back for him? It is. I don't believe we see because there's the a monk TARDIS a on Earth again that right. just needs to be fixed. That's true. So, That's like, true. it's only missing the one piece. So, if the Doctor's not going to return to fix it, you know, it's that it's out there. So, there's your or new very story, small man. people could go in and pilot it. Yeah, you don't know. You just have a bunch um, of kids um, that go to find the TARDIS. Up. I don't think we see the monk again in the TV stories. I'm sure there's a ton of audio and prose. About yeah, and I'm him sure they tied else. him there's in as an official time lord, right? I mean, yeah, we're I assuming assume that, so. that that is going to be the case. Yeah. But it's just interesting. He's, he's, a, he's an interesting character um, to play against the Doctor. I don't know. Man, man. It is. I will lament this every time. When we planned out doing this show, 
We didn't want to do it chronologically because we didn't kind of get stuck in one doctor for a long time. We really wanted to do a survey of all of Doctor Who and kind of bounce around. The downside is I can't remember anything. Is this the first time we've seen chronologically an, uh, another Gallifreyan? Oh, besides the Doctor? Uh, probably. Probably. I can't recall, though. That's the thing. I, I know I, that we see them later, obviously, but like I don't know if this is the first time it's everyone season do me a favor, two scream, so i think this is this is only podcast player right now and tell me this is the end of season two i'm gonna say this is probably the first time it's so interesting i just i love and i said this before i love that how they're building building the lore as they're going there's clearly not a there's not a clear idea of what this is going to be and you know obviously when hartnell uh retires from the show and uh you know that regeneration gets built into the lore. It's that sort of thing as they go along. They're just kind of building this thing that's lasted for so many decades, um, but they're just doing it at the time. Whatever made sense and kind of got them out of a bind or let them you know, adapt to what was happening in the real world. It's just, it's amazing how this is really stuck over all these years. It's just, I love it. Anyway, I, by the way, I like Doctor Who is what I'm trying to say. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty Speaking good. Speaking of- You should uh, check it out. Now to, to not, not dealing with the story, but the actual show itself, uh-huh. Is this the first time we got end credits that had the faces on it? I've never seen that before. Yeah, like yeah. I, I couldn't remember if maybe I just always turn it off before, but I felt no. like that was new. That was new to, to me, this, right? I wonder if that's yeah. something that sticks around. And I, I loved wasn't that it was just, it. it was just you know basically one bit. It was just black or white, uh, yes. so it almost gave it like a an illustrative feel to it. Um, and but it was also it was funny that it was Stephen first, then Vicky, then the Doctor. Yeah, you see their faces. But it was it was uh, yeah. Striking. I gotta look. I, really I gotta that. look at like what uh, what Doctor Who stories Stephen appeared in because maybe he just looks familiar to me. I think you might have it right that you you may have seen another That's story. Possible. I didn't. Ru- I didn't watch a lot of Hartnell stuff before. I don't think I watched any Hartnell stuff before me and you. Huh. So I, I would be surprised. Looks but like no, he's only is, in the second. Time Meddler, the Ark, and the Gunfighters, and we didn't. Did we see the Ark? No, no. So I guess I haven't. Maybe, maybe yeah. from flashbacks or just from reviewing, or maybe the fact that the whole show starts to blend together. <laughs> it's only been six years. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know we've been doing this for six years. Oh, six it's long, fine. wonderful years. Wonderful, perfect. Wouldn't change a moment of it. Yeah, it was good um, though. I mean, I was, was definitely happy with it, and I was very happy with Hartnell. I felt like he yes. was a total delight. I want. I do I like Vicky a, a lot. She's like a no. great, great companion. The two of them together are great. She's wonderful as a character. They're wonderful together. I'll second what you said at the beginning that this this is. You said something along the lines of this being one of his better performances, or that you mm-hmm. like it the most. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think this is. He I just hits like all how the right happy notes. he gets too. Like yeah. when he's like the maniacal his, giggling yeah. that he does is just it's it's a delight. I love it. Um, so you guys, this is what we thought about uh, the time meddler. Um, <laughs> when I put out uh, the notice that we were going to be recording the Did show you get on a lot Twitter, of feedback. We got a, we got a, a fair amount of feedback. Really? A lot of people had some things to say about this. So. Um, thank you very much. We're on the Twitter machine at T-O-D-W show. T-O-D-W show on Twitter. Um, so thank you, everyone, for responding whenever we uh, put out our notice that we were doing the show. Um, so let's see what other people had to say about it. They Eric, said, I, tell you, I watched I T-Man. What the heck? Kevin Smith promised it would be about boys. This isn't a show for boys. It's a show for girls. You should watch T-Man, though. I was very impressed. 
Do you want to watch it now? Or do you just want to do it like uh, do it live? It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. I'll check it out. Alrighty, so folks, thank you so much for responding about uh, what you thought about the show. Let's uh, check in with you all. Darren Lodge says, A howda, a how what? A space helmet for a cow. Oh yeah, that was pretty funny. Baseball helmet. Uh, uh, the rubbish fight scene in the forest between the Saxons. The yes, the, that fight scene was absolute rubbish. Uh, the first appearance of another. Uh, so it was the first appearance of another uh, yeah. of the Doctor's race. The scenes between the Doctor and Edith. So sweet. Uh, Stephen fluffs a line and a shock for Edith. I don't remember Stephen fluffing a line, and I don't know what the shock for Edith was, but I agree with the rest of it. So that's great yeah. to know. Thank I mean, you, Darren, I th- for I feel like the in. flubs now just sort of go, where it's par for the course. They're like, yeah, Especially with Hartnell. Especially with Hartnell. You'll see that he'll he'll put the words out of order or whatever, and it's charming. It's absolutely fine. Love him. So thank you for that, Darren. Uh, Uncle Beard says, uh, the reveal of the monk's TARDIS must have been mind-blowing on first transmission. Hey, it was mind-blowing to me because I didn't know it was coming because yep. I'm a dum-dum. Um, it's a great little romp, uh, always worth a rewatch, and it's aged well. Yeah, I would agree. agree with all of that. Although it's the first time you're seeing it, but... Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I'd like it as much on the 20th viewing, but I liked it in the first. Uh, so thank you, Uncle Beard. Brian says, uh, loved this one. With a new TARDIS crew, it feels like the start of a fresh direction. Yep, yep. I would agree uh, with that. Yep, Hartnell and Butterworth are delightful. Uh, love the quiet, atmospheric direction. <laughs> Paul Atreides also really enjoys <laughs> yeah, see, this story. Because it's not a video show, you can't see all the little times I'm getting little Timothy Chalamet uh, popping <laughs> him up. He's going to be a great Paul Atreides. I'll say that It's going right to be fantastic. Now. Really good. There's something happening to me. Uh, back to Brian, who says, Love the quiet atmospheric direction. The lingering <laughs> shots of crashing waves and slow camera pans through the monastery give the story a real mood. I agree with that. I do feel like some of those moments were the only times where it's like, okay, we could we could probably move a little faster mm-hmm. through those. But that's yeah. but it did. It looked great for the time. It looked wonderful. So that was great. Thank you so much for that, Brian. Uh, Paul Waring says, love the character of the monk. He's like a less evil but highly immoral master. Highly immoral. So here's the thing: we didn't really talk about what he's doing. So the time, the the time. No, the yeah, I wish we kind of did talk about what he's doing. Well, it, we, let's do yeah, it now. Do it let's, now. Let's do, do it now. So he's going through and just making decisions that he thinks are actually going to be beneficial. So he's there. He wants to stop the Viking invasion because he thinks, with his help, human society could evolve faster. Um, he says, you know, they could have uh, airplanes. They could have uh, yes. Shakespeare could be putting Hamlet on TV. Like all these. Like things. his From goals his are view, noble in a way. In his know? own mind, yep. totally justified. I mean, they're they're noble in that they're uh, uh, English leaning. You know, it's sure. a, a little uh, Anglo uh, specific. You know, the Vikings are all going to get you know get get destroyed. I'm not sure why they only teach English history on Gallifrey. Yeah, it's but fun. that's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, his but, but, intention is not diabolical master. I want power. Like the master I want control. Be, right. It's like literally, right. we can have, you know, like you're saying, like we would have planes a lot earlier. We'd have medicine faster. You know, all these wonderful things are going to stop happen. all and these the doctor, wars with France and all that. Yes. Yeah, and the doctor saying, no, you just can't meddle. You're a meddler. Well, he he does call him a meddler. He does keep calling him that time meddler over and over again. Um, I guess that's the say, title. You know, they probably say, had a different title, and Hartnell's like, "It's going to be called the time meddler." And they're like, "That's dumb." Because Hartnell will can't, won't keep stop won't stop saying time meddler. Um, 
They do. He does. Uh, the doctor does say that you know the first rule is to never interfere with history. And the monk, to to which the monk is saying, like, who says? Right. Why not? And I think that is that's that's fun because we don't we don't there, that lore has been established and whatnot. So and we've it never is, seen it is that before that yeah. I can recall where the motivation isn't self serving greed. It is you know. In I mean, his you own could mind, even argue doing the right thing. Which yeah, made yeah, a very interesting. You can even argue the moments where he is being greedy, like literally greedy, where he puts the money in the bank and comes back two hundred years. Yes, and he is he has a collection be... of trophies that he's also oh, that's collected. True. That's in not, the... Also, not so, awesome. yeah, I, I shouldn't say he's he's, he's completely altruistic. Let, let's his... put him back into the problematic camp then, <laughs> with right. the rest of our, our friends. Uh, anyway, that said, Paul Paul goes on to say, uh, so a less evil but highly immoral master. Stephen is a great man of action, if a tad overenthusiastic and well balanced by Vicky. I think Vicky held her own towards the end, but he definitely was getting that machismo, like I said before, yeah. paternalistic thing that kind of gets smacked down a little bit gently later. I like that the the when he was dealing with Vicky and they're trying to figure out like where the doctor is and he's in mm-hmm. the monastery and the the. Time meddler comes to the door. We don't know at that point that he's the time meddler. And then he devises the plan like, oh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to knock on the door. Like, this is going to be it. And he's like, do you remember the description? And then he says, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, how smart am I? And then she's even smarter than he is. And he's like, no, no, he wants you to think that whole thing. And I liked how they had the the back and forth of the two of them. They were like anytime there's like a couple solving crimes or doing whatever. So I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. It was a real Falcon and the Snowman. Yes, or it was Scarecrow a, and Mrs. King. A real it was Scarecrow a real... and Mrs. King. Yes, that's where I was hoping you were going to go. Of course. It was, it was a Cagney and Lacey. It was a heart-to-heart, if you will. Well, Cagney and Lacey. Now, that sure, was they not? were both retired cops, or no, only were... one was a retired cop. I don't think and either was And they lived the together, right? It was a... It they was couldn't to say save it. money. It was to save money. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I uh, watched that show a lot, though. I watched the hell of it, but yeah. I don't remember any of I it. I can't remember a thing about I, it. I mean, I didn't watch it. It was on. My, my parents were watching it. But anyway, let's get back to this thing. <laughs> I um, honestly want to talk about sitting... Cagney and Lacey now. Because I think one was an ex-cop. <laughs> no, was it a show where it was cops. just two women living together? Or did they solve crimes? They were both police officers. Active duty police officers. They, they were, were both active duty. Was I it like so. Hunter, but Hunter at home? So you just saw like, like Airwolf, but and... except for a helicopter, it was a female police detective. But were they mostly in their house doing house things? I only yeah, remember a lot them of laundry. At home. They were folding laundry a lot. They were... <laughs> Love it. Love it. Back to Twitter. <laughs> Paul finishes by saying, uh, the setting reminds you of studying history at school. One of the best Hartnell stories, uh, not to feature the Daleks. And I would agree with that. I think this is, this is one of the better. Th- I've enjoyed it the most. I don't know if it's one of the better stories, but I enjoyed Hartnell. In Straight this, up, without looking it up. Yes. What was Simon and Simon about? You don't know. Can't no, look they it were up. Pri- they were private eyes. They were private eyes. All right, you fine. You They're know. two brothers. What about Riptide? They had a boat. But they were, were they also private eyes? I think there was a private eyes. <laughs> there is a the big 80s, private eye thing, thing, right? Because okay. Jake and the Fat here, Man, that here's was one for you. Here's one for you. What did, what did Magnum do? What was his job? Chico <laughs> <laughs> and the Man, was that also a private eye situation? 
Oh, well, Chico the Bear was that the, the, the junkyard? That was Freddie no, Prince. No, 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 no. The junkyard oh, was um, uh, with Red Fox. You're talking about uh, why can't I think of Sanford and Son? Oh, Sanford and Son. You're yeah. right. Chico and the Man so was they... Freddie Prince Senior, right? Right. It was yes. also privatized. I, th- I think that was he was like a, I don't know if they were privatized with a cop. Sanford and Son. They were they ran a junkyard and they were privatized. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but we got to get to the bottom. <laughs> We're never getting through this email. Nitro Nine Because I says, have to know what the heck Chico and the Man was. It was an American television thought, sitcom. No, Chico, it was, it was an older white guy. I think it was Charlie Bucket's grandfather was the actor. Um, or it looks like him anyway. And uh, a, a, a... Were they really private eyes? No, they weren't really. Okay. That one I was But sure. they were in Actually, a junkyard. Yeah. Okay. No, maybe a repair shop, like an auto body repair shop. Man, this was a long time ago. <laughs> Nitro9 says, I always thought the ending was so clever, how the doctor maroons the monk, and he's very pleased with himself, isn't he? Again, we get a lot of gleeful, maniacal giggling from the doctor, which is... Can't get enough of that. Perfect trademark for Hardome. I love it. Uh, So thank you again for responding. I have lost my mind, folks. Um, This is what happens when we uh, podcast. Can Who can convince you uh, writes in... uh, I think it's brilliant. Some of the studio sets are so convincing that you forget it's studio-bound. 100% agree. I actually didn't even think yeah. about that so much. There were moments when you were looking up. The camera's like uh, below and looking up at the actors on a cliff. And you can see clouds going by, mm-hmm. which I guess is just smoke or whatever. It looked so convincing, like a, a weather-worn. Uh, it was it was great. 100% agree. Thank you for that. Uh, Peter Buttersworth just oozes fun. Don't say oozes oozes fun in this role and I find it bizarre that he wasn't brought back totally agree episode one is absolutely glorious too yeah episode one was great it has so many good moments especially with the, the beginning with the doctor and Vicky but episode four for me all the way uh, the Gallifrey Gothic by Jeff says I think you were city of Jeff before weren't you I love the name um, I don't think Twitter has the capacity for me to express my love for this deeply enough so Hartnell, O'Brien, Purvis. Am I saying that right? Sure. Panda, sheer poetry. Althea Charlton is back. Uh, Buttersworth, Tardis, Atmos. These are just words. Mead and fry ups. Oh, and Althea Charlton is back. So pure bliss. Okay. So those are those are a lot of words yeah. that you feel like there's a lot of love there. Uh, and two heart emojis at the end. Um, yeah, great cast. So much fun together. Um, Gallifrey's most wanted replies. It's a masterpiece of joyous storytelling. Sure, could not could not disagree with that. Um, and the uh, Twitter handle all irregularities will be fondled. What says? <laughs> that's what it says. All right. Uh, let, okay. let me get there. There's a ton of Zarbi waltzing about on my screen today. Zarbi. Any ideas about. what that means? No, I mean to be honest, I'm looking at pictures of too close to comfort, uh, too close for comfort, <laughs> and sending them to you. So uh, I've been in and out. That is totally fine. Um, <laughs> if you if you all irregularities will be fondled, want to elaborate on that? Please feel free. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's really great. I gotta go um, fondle my sweaters. I'm gonna go fondle my sweaters. <laughs> fondle my sweaters. Um, Jay Bumanis, uh, whenever I mentioned this is going to be an After Dark episode, mm-hmm. asks if Elvira is going to be involved and asks if Eric is going to be wearing a plunging neckline. Eric is not wearing they a plunging neckline, but I'm wearing a, a tank top, so I Dan can pull the Dan is in the tank top. Like. Dan's showing more skin than me. 
Yep. Yep. For once. Uh, but that's it. So thank you, everybody, on Twitter for replying there. We did also get a, an email from Katie. Katie, who has been very busy. Um, you can go to the com and check out all the episodes that we've uh, posted. You can see all the gifts, more than the ones we just post on Twitter. There's a ton of gifts for most of the stories now. But you can also comment mm-hmm. on individual stories. Yes, and um, I know and there's a number of comments there. that you have shared. I believe that, that Katie, you've been uh, commenting on a bunch yes, of stories as you, you've been Katie. going back and listening um, along with our with our back catalog. Um, so that's probably pretty great. Um, but in an email sent to us about the meddling monks, which I have not perused yet, let's see what we have to say here with Katie. Katie says, uh, "Hey guys, this episode is funny but pretty me- mediocre in my book." Ooh, wait, we got an this alternate is our first take. Mediocre. mediocre. One. However, it kind of sets up a lot about the lore of the show which you know I love. The meddling monk is the first Time Lord we encounter. There we go. Confirmation. Outside of the Doctor and Susan. Is Susan a Time Lord? She's the granddaughter. Question. He keeps calling her the she's granddaughter. Do you Gallifreyan. think he kidnapped her? Huh? He, he just calls her took, granddaughter and yeah, she's and he got... Just said, you're my granddaughter now. Was yeah, one of those, my, asks, I know my first name is Steven situations. Oh my okay. <laughs> that's that's a TV movie, right? That's horrible. Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, and the uh, first time story. the doctor has to stop someone from interfering with a natural course of events, <laughs> I believe it also explicitly introduces the TARDIS as a type of vehicle, not just a one-of-a-kind invention. So that's pretty awesome. It's also Steven's first adventure, a companion I enjoy, though sadly most of his episodes are lost. Aw. Yeah. He's funny, and I love a sarta- sarcastic companion who can make me laugh. Uh, we encountered the don't change history concept before when Barbara tried to influence the Aztecs. Yes. True. Yep. However, this is the first time they introduced the idea of crucial points in time where the history is in flux and a small action can cascade, disrupting the, quote, meant to be course of events. Yeah. And they talk a lot about, like, what would happen if he succeeds. Yeah. And they establish, like, we would not remember. Like, we would remember. We, our memories would match whatever happened. They wouldn't even know things have have changed and you know they talk about the history being which but it's interesting that they would no longer they would remember it as it not as it happened but as it i guess which is really an interesting take on it i i get where they're coming from it's not a view of science fiction time travel that i subscribe to i would think that they actually retain because they're in a separate timeline and whatever but that's a really interesting thing i don't know but they don't get into the thing which is is so common in new who with these fixed points in history that can never be changed it's more of just like, think of all the things that are going to change. A butterfly flaps its wings, and um, Ashton Kutcher makes a horrible movie. Right. Um, on yeah, they gloss note, over that part. It's like they're literally totally. changing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all the time. But so eh, it's it almost it. like it, it is almost the genesis of that. Yeah. Major. Without being so. What, what do you call it? What's the? What do they call it? New Who? The. This, this, the fixed, fixed point or fixed point in time or whatever. Yeah. Fixed moment, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it's like the beginning of that way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, Katie goes on to say another note. Uh, the Doctor in the Doctor Who subreddit, people often ask the question, "What classic adversary or species would you like to see come back in modern Who?" Could you imagine the meddling monk the comes Doctor up consistency. Who subreddit? I, I cannot believe I have not subscribed to that. You got to get in on that. I'm going to do it. Uh, the meddling monk comes up consistently, and I think it's kind of uh, fun. Just a time lord being mischievous, rather than a malevolent, malevolent, rather than being malevolent like the master or the mm-hmm. Rani or Rani, Rani, Rani. I, I always mispronounce Ronnie, it. Right. I'm, that's what I was afraid I was going to mispronounce it, and now I'm just going to call myself out on it. Doesn't matter. Uh, or a pompous windbag wind on Gallifrey. While I love, while I love Polytrades. Nope. While I love the time lord uh, drip. Those. 
colors, baby. Whoops. I love the Time Lord drip. Those colors, baby. Okay. I like the idea of normal time. Oh, oh, the council and everything. I gotcha. Normal Time Lords and ladies puttering around the universe just like the Doctor. Out of curiosity, who or what would you like to see return? Well, now I would love to see the monk return, but it was always for me the Rani. Rani? Rooney. Rani. Rani. Uh, Andy Rooney. I'd love to see Andy Rooney come back. Yes. No, I um, think that you you should definitely bring back the Ronnie. You're saying like what time lords should Or we no, what 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 enemy what what character oh, or what whatever would you like to see a modern who that hasn't been revisited yet? Well, I normally I would have said those disco people that fought the Daleks, the, the but they brought them back, but not really. So they didn't really They like ran bring them by back. in the background. I can't even think yeah. of their names. But um Mondvellians. Oh god, there's so many people that I think we would want to bring back, right? Like, um, uh, what's it, Meglos? So, was that the cactus thing? Was the cactus Meglos? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. got to bring that <laughs> back. Name, but yeah, the cactus guy. Uh, Morbius, the brain of Morbius. I would definitely want to see Morbius. Sure. And I think I've talked about how I wanted to bring Adric back. Um, yeah, I can't talk too much about that in case I ever do get a chance. I know how how that would happen. Oh, no, good. There, I, I, there's, I um, a... yeah, what's, what's the um, Omega? Did they ever bring right. Omega back in New Who? Not that I recall, because they did, they did all the Rassilon stuff as well. Yes. I don't think they ever did anything. But that's kind of of the same sort of ilk and era. But I don't think they ever did bring Omega back. There's a couple things. I, I would have to re-listen to this freaking podcast of ours. Because I know every time something I'm comes never up, I'm that. like, why don't they bring that back? Yeah. And then I can't remember. Yeah. And that's probably why, because you keep Well, watching. the only way to find out what you really think is to join the, uh, the Doctor Who subreddit. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace. Um, Katie finishes her email by saying, P.S. I'm the Katie that's been spamming your website with my absurd quantity of opinions. Thank you, Katie, for doing that. Uh, while I finished the first watch through of the classic series, I'm currently jumping around to rewatch some stories. So expect the inundation to continue. That's, that's all great. good. I we love, love it. it. It's fantastic. Uh, talking about TV is literally one of my favorite things. I've, I've had a high stress month for good and for sad, but escaping to the world of Doctor Who and having you guys in my ears has been a positive thing. Oh, so fantastic. Well, I'm We're sorry I'm sorry you that. had a uh, rough go there, but I hope things are turning around, and I'm glad And that I'm glad that we can be a small part of making yeah. you feel a little bit better. See, so Dan that's, said that's it fantastic. in a nice Thank way. You. Thank you so much, Katie. And uh, for the rest of you, jump in there in those conversations. You can have conversations back and forth on the show pages about these stories. We need one um, of those things that I don't understand. Uh, those chat things. What are they called? Give it to me. It's just a little, little what, moderation. What are those called? Moderate. Oh, Discord? Discords. Yeah, I, sure. Twitter's fine for me. That's enough. Uh, you can't really <laughs> talk on Twitter, though. That's for, something it's, for the community, Dan. But we can start the community on the website fine. Um, okay. in the comments. Fine. So we can do that too. Um, yeah. So thank you, everyone. So thank you so much for, for tweeting at us at TODW Show, for sending us an email at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail.com like Katie did, and also like Katie for going to theolddoctorwhoshow.com to see what stories we're going to do, what we have done in the past, and for commenting on those individual stories. Please feel free. Have conversations there. I think it's really fantastic. Yeah, and feel free um, to also... leave a review on iTunes. Oh, my goodness. Right? You should do that. But they haven't. Do we we have haven't any... had one since um, It's been March. a while. It's been a while. I mean, we get it. There's a global pandemic, uh, but maybe take some time to, to drop us a five star. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. 
It's good. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram, also at TOW Show. That's where we'll post more of the uh-huh. gifts as well. So yep. that's about it. And on Instagram, it. you already said TODW Show. On I did. I did. Good. Same as, same as the Twitter. I don't, I don't update the Instagram as much as I should. But yeah, I myself am on an Instagram at egrissom, and Dan is on Instagram at himself. At DanJNJ. Yeah. I'm DanJNJ on, him on Twitter. His Twitter. I'm egrissom same. on Twitter. We're probably more active on our personal accounts. Than we are on the show accounts. Um, Only every three weeks I'm active on the Doctor Who show account. Yes. Probably not the wisest social strategy. But so if you want to keep up with fun. us as people, you can follow our personal accounts. And, or you um, can stalk Eric in person and look in through his window and you can yeah. see his polytrain. Hey, who's out there? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely do that. You should, we didn't you should talk at all about the guy being named Butterworth. I mean, some kind of connection to the syrup lady. I mean, maybe that's where the syrup lady came from. I, I think don't know. he came from syrup. He was made, he's the syrup millionaire. Because if you look at the syrup, <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth's syrup, and you kind of do the side eye, it almost looks like the time meddler. Like, I can see. Oh. You just put, like, a little a cossack on? Is yes, that if the, the light's the just right, and then you, you cut the hair, and it's, oh, my God, yep. it was the time meddler the, the whole time. all along. Yep. Uh, yeah, Dan. I think we I did think it. That's it. Buddy. I think we did it. Oh, you can buy my uh, graphic no. novel, Goblin. It's available, still available for sale. Everywhere. Do Everywhere it. where books are sold. So I got you that You should go done. into your local comic book store and ask them if they carry it. If they don't, yeah. request they get that yeah. as well and you as go to a bookstore. Suicide, maybe. You, ask for other you, stuff. You get that. You go to a bookstore and you get it at a bookstore. You don't have to. It doesn't yeah. have to be a comic shop if you don't have a comic shop near you. I'm so just it's saying. The, the whole world saying. is Support your them. oyster. It's all mm. oysters. Oysters the whole way down. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us on an evening episode yes. of the old Doctor Who show. Speaking of Dune. control of someone who is very close, very close to Duke Leo. This person, this traitor, will be worth more to us than ten legions of Sardaukar! And who is this traitor? <laughs> I won't tell you who traitor is or when we'll attack. However, the Duke will die before these eyes and he'll know, he'll know that his eye then Vladimir Harkonnen, who encompasses his doom!